This is Eric. And this is Tess. And you're listening to Same Team, y'all. <laughs> and Amazon Prime was like, hey, buddy. One minute. Thank you. I heard you got, uh, you want to see some military people running around. Here's Jim Halpert. You know, uh, Jim Halpert went to the gym recently. Look how, look how straight up Jack Jim Halpert looked. They should have called it Jack Jim Halpert. I would have watched that. We just wanted to share more stuff that we love with you. We don't always. We wanted to stuff as much love as we could. We wanted to stuff you would love. Because <laughs> we do a lot of things over the summer to uh, make up for the kiddos being out of school, so we can grab them and. Uh, and uh, stuff their heads full of knowledge in a consensual <laughs> way. And we, uh, it's okay for someone to like something and you not like it. Or it's okay for something to exist and you not like it and you don't need to personally attack someone about it. Or if someone disagrees with you or you have two different opinions, even if it's something that's very, um, people are very passionate about, like topics like immigration or, or equal rights for different groups, um, even if someone says something that you completely disagree with, you can still be kind to them mm -hmm. and disagree. I don't agree with you. That's it, you know? Did you know that the Sorcerer Supreme for a brief time was Loki? I, you know what though, I did not know that, but that feels like a comic book thing because you know for this, <laughs> you know how they like to switch. Well, because <laughs> for a brief amount of time, like Lex Luthor was on the Justice League, and it's like <laughs> yeah. just mix up all the pieces and have them work. It know? was good though. I liked it. I read it, and it was good. Uh, Hey guys, my name's Eric. And my name is Tess. And you are listening to Same Team, y'all, a podcast where two librarian best friends talk about stuff that we're loving, uh, tales from the library, and important life lessons that we've learned along the way. Do you have a mug with you, Tess? I do. Do you want to clink him? Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, well, just, I just got some water in Just mine. straight up water? <laughs> I already drank my tea. Uh, we had like I a know. whole hour long we, production meeting. We had. Well, I can't. <laughs> I'm cursed. I can't. And if a man is listening, she's going to be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't do two things at once. So like, I was writing down my notes for the cast and i uh i could not uh i could not get everything straight without shutting my mouth you know uh it was a tough one uh today's gonna be a special episode isn't it tess it's the lightning round episode yeah guys we've noticed our episodes have been getting can you can you do like a lightning like sound effect you mean right like here? right now this is going to be amazing if I forget to put the lightning and thunder in. You mean like, now? you know what I think of whenever I think of thunder? Do you think of Thor? No. You Loki and Thor in this episode? No, I always think of thunder. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, today's the lightning round episode. We're going to lightning round through some of our stuffs. Um, but before we do that, we should probably listen to our quote. Let's right? do it. But you just barely can see him. There. And these are just like people. Some of them are tall, some short, some heavy, some very thin. So tree trunks grow however makes them happy. So don't be afraid to experiment and put in all kinds of weird ones. I think probably nothing will teach you more than just experimenting. 
do as many different things as, as you have the nerve to do. Shoot, just go for it. There. Sometimes you learn more from mistakes than you do from trying so hard. So anytime you, anytime you make a mistake before you get upset with it, look at it. Sometimes those mistakes turn into be the best learning devices we have. There we are. And I mentioned on one of the other shows, maybe even a different series, I don't remember, I get letters from people who say they're just not satisfied with what they're doing, that their painting is just, they're just not coming out the way they want them. And I think if there's a secret to human nature, it's the fact that we aren't satisfied. We're never satisfied. I hope you're, I hope you're absolutely plagued with dissatisfaction through your whole life. Because if you are, you'll always strive to do better. And over and over I tell my students, if you ever do a painting you're completely satisfied with, you might as well quit. Because you have nowhere else to go. There. And the next one that I do is going to be my masterpiece. Probably won't be this one, but the next one. So amazing, right? Know, this, this man. It kind of returned to our conversation from earlier about yeah. how I feel as a society we should... Um, we should uh, rethink the word fail yeah, and like embrace it because if you don't fail and make mistakes, you don't learn from them and succeed later. Well, it's insane because we were really just listeners. Tess and I probably spent like an hour talking before we actually turned the <laughs> mic on while just chatting. We were talking about this, yeah, right? We like were. I was talking about how there's like a channel we have, Amanda and I have like a Roku stick at home. So we watch stuff through like a streaming service. It's called Fell Army TV. And I was talking about how and it's just clips of people like hurting themselves and 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 failing. And I was thinking like every time they, every time you show someone doing backflips and like falling on their face, you had to do that a hundred times until you did that perfectly, right? Yeah. So when you see those clips on YouTube of people doing like phenomenal things, there was one pipe. 5,000 mistakes first, you know, of them doing that wrong until they did that phenomenal thing. By the way, this week's inspirational Mm. quote, that was... Thank you. That was Bob Ross. Yeah. From his his TV show, The Joy of Painting, that used to be on the public broadcast. I guess I'm so used to it. I feel like he's kind of like a... You hear it and you're like, ooh, that's him. But some people yeah. might not know. He's an you know? icon. Um, and if you if you aren't familiar with Bob Ross, you can you can look him up on YouTube. Uh, and I think uh, all of his episodes are on Netflix now. You can yeah. go and watch them on Netflix. You just get yourself a nice cup of capital T, <laughs> cuddle up in a blanket, and watch some uh, Bob Ross. Um, Paint some beautiful trays, right? Yes. You know, uh, we had uh, even some weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like too what he says about not being satisfied. You know what that made me think of? What did it make you think of Hamilton? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just this man, and 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 he'll never be satisfied. Our last full episode, because our last one was our special clips episode, because yes. you know. Because life, life happens. Life happens. I'm sure you guys all know this. Uh, had uh, the quote from Mr. Rogers. You know, so like. We, right. I think, I think, I think. We've talked about this before. Do you think they've ever met in real life? Yeah. Like, I think we have speculated that was there was probably like a Zen moment in time oh, where Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross. <laughs> all of time stopped. And it's actually just Bob Ross painting and Mr. Rogers sitting there and watching him paint. Oh, my God. 
And that was the that it was, was like the perfect moment of humanity. Well, that was the real second era of good feelings. This, this, we're breaking in the third. This, this whole yeah, we're actually going to bring in the third era of good feelings. Uh, oh my goodness, yeah, that was. Um, uh, thanks for picking that quote. You're right? welcome, yeah. sir. For listeners, uh, Tess and I alternate who picks the quotes. Uh, before we get into stuffs that we're loving, I do have an email here from super. Well, I was going to say super fan, but super friend of the cast, Mrs. <laughs> our Binks, super friend, our super friend. I hope she has a cape to go with that title too. It's crocheted, <laughs> has a picture of our favorite Gungan on it. Uh, for new listeners, Mrs. Binks is our Twitter friend and friend of the cast, where she uh, draws herself in romantic situations with. Family-friendly romantic situations with Jar Jar Binks. Right. Yeah. Um, she sent us an email because... Uh, Pure and wholesome romantic They're situation. incredibly... They're like Cartoon Network yes. levels of, of <laughs> romance. A lot of flowers involved and hearts. <laughs> a lot of Mises and Yuses and Moy Moys. Um, I bring up... She sent us... Uh, I can't remember... If, I think this was an email or a comment on our site. Uh, All right. Because we were wondering... Thank you. What was Jar Jar doing before we all get to meet him? Before we get... The opportunity to meet him in The Phantom Menace. And she knew. Of course she knew. Of course. Well, I should know. She was there. He probably (laughs) told her. Uh, She said, here we go, to looking at her email. um, She, well, she does say, uh, by the way, we had concluded our what are you loving challenge. So she says, uh, thank you so much for the prize for reading my very sappy email, Uh, Mrs. Binks. That wasn't sappy. That was beautiful. Do you remember that email? I do. I hear some snaps for that email. I, th- I start every morning thinking about that email. Uh, she says, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you for another wonderful episode. And I look forward to the next one, uh, Heart Emoticon. And she says, and to answer the question of what Jar Jar did before episode one, because I'm one of those weird fans that knows weird stuff like this, Jar Jar kind of just drifted drifted throughout the city and scavenged for food where he could. <laughs> He had few little odd jobs, like being a janitor, but his clumsiness always got him fired. Poor Jar Jar. Oh, man. So is he homeless? I guess. He scavenged for food. Do you know who was also a scavenger? Ray. And do you know who was also a janitor? Finn. My God. And you know who still has some speculation about who is her parents, even though Kylo kind of lays it out? Ray, yeah. Do we think actually, she- Kylo? I just want to yeah. state for the record, Kylo does not lay it out. It was, it's Ray who says they're nobody. Does she? Yeah, I've watched the movie many, many times. But you know who is was a nobody? Jar Jar. I'm saying she might be half gone. Then is what I'm saying. <laughs> is that possible? That would be a really weird timeline. I don't know how it long Gungans live for. What is okay. the Gungans? Okay, M- Mrs. Binks, Mrs. Binks we're, so, let us know. we're so sorry to put you to work. How long do Gungans live for? <laughs> I don't know. And can they mate with humans and have mostly human-looking offspring? Wait a second. She is Mrs. Binks. She probably knows. What? Is Mrs. Binks Ray's mom? My God. And Wait a so, second. Oh. And if so, why did she just leave Ray on Jakku? Uh, no, this can't be right. Mrs. Binks wouldn't do that to her daughter. Can you picture Jar Jar as a dad? <laughs> oh, my God. They would not leave. There must have been some extenuating circumstances. They, they were kidnapped by the First Order or that something. That had to have been. Yeah, it. Jar Jar wouldn't leave And they're, kid. like, coming back for her, for sure. Who, Mrs. Oh, oh, Mrs. Binks and Jar Jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually love the idea of Jar Jar. Let's write this fan fiction. 
add it to my long pile of fan fictions that I need to write. Um, okay. Are you ready to start some lightning rounds of stuffs we're loving? Okay, so the way our lightning round is going to work, um, the reason we're having a lightning round is we've realized I'm lightning so fast I can't even say the words. I know. <laughs> lightning, 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 lightning. All right, the reason we're having a lightning round is because we, we didn't get to do an episode last fortnight. That was our special clip episode. We did our clip episode, which we hope you enjoyed our clip episode. I yeah. thought Eric did a really good job picking out his fave clips. Um, yeah. he, he went deep into the archives of the same team y'all Did history. you end up listening to it? Because I, I know you don't I like listening to When I Die. To some of it. Almost die. <laughs> I listened to some of it. You warned me yeah. that you chose the clip where you almost die, and I cannot listen to that clip. <sighs> Uh, guys, um, <laughs> friends, write in at sameteamyall uh, at gmail.com. Uh, boy, that was exciting when I almost died, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, so got I, any, you got any sweet beers around here by any chance? I do, and you're not allowed to have any of them. Um, so because we didn't get to do an episode for you guys, um, we're, we're, we're laden with stuff yeah. that we've been loving. And I, I'm swimming to stuff. I had to go to the doctor. You know what he <laughs> Because I had stuffs compacted. I was compacted with stuffs. And he had to forcibly <laughs> remove the stuffs. And oh boy. So we decided we would make a game. And this is, it might end up being a total terrible idea. Wait, what did we just say about failure? You learn. <laughs> and then the we'll failures, learn from right? it, which yeah. will be a great. Yeah. So we decided to make a game called The Lightning Round, where we tell you many, many stuffs in a short amount of time. Mm. And here's how it goes. The first round will be, uh, we are each going to tell you two stuffs and we each have two minutes we'll to tell both, you about Yeah, stuffs. we'll both have two stuffs that we'll tell for two minutes. And we'll go back and forth like right. usual. And then the next round, we'll each have two stuffs and we only have one minute to tell you about one the One minute. Stuff. And we will time each other. So I'll yes. time you and you time me. Yes. And then the third <laughs> round, we only we can tell you about one stuff and we only have 30 seconds to tell you about Tess, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I still haven't decided if this is a good idea or not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going to give it a shot, though. Yeah. I I'm think not going to throw away my shot. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Here, give me a high five. Who goes, who goes first? Oh. Um, Rock, paper, scissors. You ready? Ready. Uh, winner goes first. Okay. On three or after three? On three. One, One two, two, three. three. Oh, Did you man. forget how that works? <laughs> that was a tie, by the way, listeners. One, One two, two, three. three. Another tie. So if scissors tie, then paper tie. One, One two, two, three. three. Oh, I am the winner. Eric and wins. Wait, get that paper over here. All right, and I cut it up. Slice it up. Okay, do you have the timer ready? And we're going to go real fast, as in test. When my timer's done. Then it's my turn. Well... With a few seconds to go. Okay. Let the lightning round begin! Go! Uh, so first stuff that I'm loving is, have you ever heard of the book series involving the character Jack Ryan? I've heard of it, yeah. There's a show on Amazon Prime there called Jack is. Ryan featuring everyone's favorite paper boy, Jim Halpert. John Krasinski. 
Mickey. I know, right? I so he's kind of having a resurgence because he was just in um, A Quiet Place, wasn't he? Yes. Right? So I watched A Quiet Place. And guys, if you're not familiar with it, um, it's a movie that involves a lot of ASL. It is phenomenal. You're going to give me warnings, right? I, I Okay, am. good. Okay. Uh, a Quiet Place is phenomenal because <laughs> it's got a lot of ASL in it. It's very suspenseful. Jim Halpert has a beautiful beard. What is his real name? I just John Krasinski. I'm going to keep calling him Jim Halpert because that's all I can think about. But anyway, Amanda and I gave Jack Ryan a shot because do you remember a few episodes ago we were talking about 24? Yes. I think we were, you know, we were talking about the show 24 and I felt like watching something that involved like military people running around and Amazon Prime was like, hey, buddy. One minute. Thank you. I heard you got, uh, you want to see some military people running around. Here's Jim Halpert. You know, uh, Jim Halpert went to the gym recently. Look how, look how straight up Jack Jim Halpert looked. They should have called it Jack Jim Halpert. I would have watched that. But anyway, uh, stuff that I'm loving. Jack Ryan is a very good show. It's not normally my cup of tea where it gets very serious. Um, I don't want to say it doesn't get political, but it, it deals with current events that are very serious and very, very, um, people have different opinions about 30 seconds, thanks. And the um, Amanda and I watched through the whole thing. It's just eight episodes. Yeah, we we blitzed it. Yeah, we really did. It was eight episodes. It was incredible, touching. Each character is portrayed as their own person, even people that are labeled terrorists, which I found very refreshing. And it was a phenomenal show. Was that it? That's, wow. With time to spare. You know what? I've, Nicely uh, done, sir. Uh, a life of interviews has led me, <laughs> has, has not led me astray. Is that my timer? Yeah, that's your timer. Cool. Do you want me, how about this? When we give each other our warnings, because I realize I kept responding to all your warnings, I won't respond. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for yeah, yours? I'm ready. Two minutes starting now. Okay. Um, you know, my, my beloved husband, Brett. He, I know of him. Yes. He won an award recently at his workplace. Um, he won... Uh, so he, at his workplace, uh, which is this global corporation, they give an award um, every uh, quarter to um, the best 10 employees. Um, in the it, whole world? In the whole world. So this is an extremely prestigious award, and it's the employee that embodies the values in practice of their company, or it, it's called the VIP Award, the Sweet. Values in Practice Award. And Brett won this award, which is very, very exciting. And he won it because he's such a hard worker and he's so dedicated. And one of the things he did is he developed this, like, video uh, capability. And another thing that he did is for his local office, he runs, like, all of the community service for the local office. So, <laughs> so um, he's a very hard worker and dedicated. So he won this award, which is very exciting. And in, in addition to being recognized, which he totally deserves and I'm proud of, the award comes with a vacation. They, for one. <laughs> for two. Oh, well, that's nice for you, too. He gets to ring me. And um, so they give him, like, I think it's two extra days off of work and... Um, they pay for four days and three nights in a hotel, and um, uh, hypothetically, uh, anywhere you want to go within reason. So anywhere in the world, yeah, hypothetically within reason. And so now I need our listeners to send me vacation ideas. Oh, that's right. So, uh, so listeners. Email same team y'all at gmail.com to tell me where I should go on vacation. Yay! 
Please. Three, two, one. <laughs> all, all joking aside, do email us in with some suggestions. I would love... I've got a suggestion right now for you, real quick. Go ahead. Missoula. <laughs> the birthplace of David Lynch. The birthplace of David Lynch. Okay, you got my timer up? I'm ready. Go. Got it. Um, my daughter's name is Freya, and my daughter has hearing loss, and we have to meet regularly about once a month with our infants and toddlers group. And infants and toddlers, if you guys aren't aware, uh, they're a local organization that uh, assists parents with children with disabilities, uh, hearing, um, movement-based, cognitive, all kinds. And we always meet with them, so they, they basically give us what we need as parents. So if Freya later needs a um, speech therapist because of her hearing loss. So she's got a speech delay. They'll give us the hookup. They're the ones that introduced us to our fine friends at Maryland School for the Deaf. Um, and they also give her um, like six-month evals to just see how she's doing relative to her peers, which is very nice. Uh, puts extra appointments on her plate, but it's nice to know. And they also, we've been able to meet our audiologist that serves the uh, St. Mary's County public school system so that when she goes to school, it's going to be someone she knows and all, and it's not going to be like a surprise to her. So it's very great. Well, a stuff that I'm loving is that we just recently had, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, one of our six month evals. So Freya is 19 months old now. So it's a little bit, you know, you kind of schedule it out. And it was designed so that you can kind of gauge where Freya is doing as far as like her um, movement and her speech and her like, she picking up language? Is she picking up learning directions? That kind of stuff. And apparently according, um, comparatively speaking to her peers, uh, she's doing very well and in some areas uh, way beyond what she's expected to okay. do. It's interesting. In some areas she's very much like on level as far as like um, following directions, like simple phrases, like uh, put the dirty clothes away. And I sign with Freya, so I sign it and I say it. But like some things, like as far as number recognition, letter recognition, color recognition, animal recognition, she's like way through the roof. So stuff that I'm loving is Freya, if you're listening, you're super smart, girl. <laughs> Awesome. That was nice. Very nice. You got your second thing all lined up? I'm ready. How are you, you feeling about the lightning round so far? <laughs> I think it's going good. Yeah, I kind of like I, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to hit start soon, but I feel like I'm in a job interview. <laughs> I, I, I actually like it. I, I do really well when I've got a limit on myself. Okay, so there is a documentary series on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. Sounds have, wild. Have you watched it? No. It is wild. It is. Um, Where is it? It is. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. And it's based on a um, a true story. Uh, based. Uh, it was a uh, thing that happened <laughs> that I had never heard of before. And after I watched the series, I was shocked that I had never heard of this thing that happened. And basically, what happened is there was this guy the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who is this uh, religious leader, and he... That sounds like the name of a religious leader. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert, had, but... Uh, they started a commune to, like, worship him in um, out in Oregon. Okay. And um, it, was, it was a cult, basically. And, um, and uh, uh, they took over a small town out there. Mm. And, um, and uh, things got out of hand. And um, they ended up poisoning the town. And the cult members? <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, planning to kill some people. And What's the name of this documentary? <laughs> it's called Wild Wild Country. Whew. And, uh, and, um, and then uh, some of the people left the cult and then uh, they like blamed everything on them. And, 
and it was uh, just. But the people who were who were in the cult, they really thought that they were building a utopian society, and it. It was really interesting. It shows both sides. And, I, and we always appreciate that. Yeah, it was like a very same team <laughs> documentary. I mean, really? Yeah. You know? And um, it, like it shows the people who lived in the town, but also the cult members. Uh, they're um, like, why were they doing this? And, and um, everybody's uh, perspective on things. And I just found it super duper fascinating. And uh, man... Six hours well spent. <laughs> that six hours uh, was it? Is it six episodes? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah. Very nice. All uh, right. We've entered ready? the next round. Are you ready for the next round one of the minute. lightning round? You've got one minute to tell me okay, you've got about me. your next stuff. Okay. And go. Now, Tess, have you heard <laughs> of a musical? It's starring a founding father. <laughs> <laughs> That appears on money. <laughs> I've heard of this musical. It's called Cats. <laughs> no, I recently got to, and I tweeted pictures out out about this. I recently got to see uh, the Broadway musical Hamilton with my mom at the Kennedy Center, and I love the music. And I have to be honest, I didn't. This is going to sound crazy, but I didn't think I would get a lot from watching it because the music is so good. And the music, unlike most musicals, there's not like talking in between, not really. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I'd gotten everything, but experiencing it in person uh, was a phenomenal experience. One of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. And I've seen Lady Gaga twice <laughs> and the birth of my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Freya trumps all those things, but um, I was a crying wreck uh, when they got to uh, It's Quiet Uptown. Ooh, I like Ooh. one minute. This is exciting. <laughs> I like this. Are you ready for your minute, Miss Tess? I'm ready. Go. I recently binge watched the TV show Gravity Falls. Okay. Which is a TV show about uh, twins, Mabel and Dipper Pines who get sent to Gravity Falls, Oregon. Another thing about Oregon. Um, Is that where you should I'm go? loving Oregon, apparently. Um, to spend the summer at the um, with their uh, great uncle Stan, or their grunkle Stan, um, who uh, runs uh, the Mystery Shack, which is a tourist trap for people who are interested in like paranormal stuff, like uh, Bigfoots and UFOs and stuff. But shortly after they arrive, Dipper finds a journal, which leads him to believe that the paranormal stuff in the Mystery Shack is actually based all in reality and that Gravity Falls is a hotbed for paranormal activity and that that Grunkle Stan is not as uh, oblivious to it all as he seems. And um, it's really good. It's sweet and funny and mysterious and I I really liked it. (laughs) Did you say, is it animated? It is. Okay. (laughs) And where would we watch it at? Uh, I um I checked out the DVDs from the uh, library. I'm watching. I real quick. I know I'm breaking the law. I'm watching a show called Steven Universe yeah. through the library. So because sometimes you can't find it somewhere else. Okay, yeah. you got me lined up. I've got you. One minute. Sixty and... minutes, right? <laughs> Sixty seconds. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, your wonderful and very attractive husband, Brett, <laughs> winning an award because uh, Amanda, my wife, recently won an award as well. Not so she it's works. We're married to the same. Person. We, we are. <laughs> I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. It's so weird. The uh, Amanda won an award for being a uh, like one of the. I guess it's like employee of. 
of the quarter or something. <laughs> the it's century. Yeah, employee of the century. She works at a hospital as a sonographer, and um, she just won it for being like in a, a superb uh, um, um, employee and being superb at her job. And she, we didn't win a trip around the world, uh, but she did get a, like a, her own parking space, which Amanda says she won't park in because she has her own favorite space already. Oh. Uh, she did get. Um, what else did she get? Oh, she is getting a big her big photograph put up in the hallway, like in the hall in the frame oh, of oh. fame, which she's not really excited about. And I love you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I did really bad at telling you. Oh, that's okay. Giving you yeah, warnings okay. on that one. <laughs> okay, you've got another one, right? <laughs> yep. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, go. <laughs> that was because you didn't oh. give me any warnings. <laughs> There's a uh, new podcast. That you can listen to. Wait, they're still making podcasts? <laughs> Called Wolverine the Long Night. <gasps> you should listen to it. It's like a radio drama. Involving um, Wolverine? And it, yes, Logan? it involves Logan. Um, and it takes place in Alaska. And there, uh, there's a government agency. And they're um, investigating some murders. And... Um, the murders may or may not have been committed by uh, someone who has snicked, um, like... Uh, what are you doing? Like Wolverine. Oh, oh, you're doing claw noises. <laughs> claw claw okay. noises. Um, there's also, uh, you know, everybody seems to have a secret in the town. There's also, like, a cult in the town. Man, I'm in the cults lately. Are you, are you in a cult? <laughs> I'm not in a cult. You're in the cult of reading about cults. Yeah, but it's uh, it's really cool. You should check it out. <laughs> And the stakes get higher. Oh, you only have 30 seconds. I only have 30 seconds. You only have 30 seconds to tell me about your next stuff you're okay. loving. Okay, 30 seconds. Are you going to give the me... next round. Can you count me 10 down? To Once we get to round. 10, you just count it. me down. Okay. The next round of the lightning round and go. Um, I've been listening to a lot of music uh, that is children's music. I do that because I'm a children's librarian, but also because it's some of the best music out there. <laughs> and there is an artist called, I think her name's Barry Corral. Uh, she does her songs all involve yoga movements in some way. So they do something very similar to, you know, how we do like a bear hunt. You know, she goes on a dragon hunt. And as they do the different obstacles, they have to do different yoga poses. And it is very peaceful and amazing. I think it's great. Cool. <laughs> is she the one who does the color song? Like, I am green. She might. Uh, she might. She A lot of her songs, because, you know, I'm big into, like, yoga mindfulness. Yeah, I know you are. Becoming one with the trees. And her song, <laughs> I have been. I was looking for it for another reason, too, but uh, it's very nice. I like it. You ready for your 30? I'm ready. There's a show um, that you can watch on Netflix called The Great British Baking Show. Yes. Uh, have you watched any of it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. You just, it's just people baking. Um, and um, they're also, like, really nice to each other, which is sweet. I, think... <laughs> I, I feel like in a lot of cooking shows, people get real cutthroat, and they're like, I don't want you to win. But on The Baking <laughs> Show, they're like, oh, I, you know, that was so cool that you, you made really nice biscuits. And um, I just love it. That was it. That was Something it. Only my... just one beat for we me. We just did it. <laughs> we did it. Lightning round. <laughs> I wish we also went like five seconds. <laughs> Do you have another stuff you can throw in there? <laughs> um. Yeah. Here, I'm uh, queuing you up for five seconds. <laughs> you ready? Um. I should be next though. Right? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Here, wait. Five. Okay, I've got mine. Give me five seconds and then count me down from five. You ready? This is the extreme lightning round, okay? 
Okay. You going to show it to me? Okay. There you go. Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 is amazing. I love it a lot. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got yours? Oh, no. Okay, go. You ready? Okay, can All you watch? Right. Yeah. Okay. Go. Oh, my dog, Rosie, pre-cleans the dishes for me. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes the first ever uh, What Are We Loving Lightning Round Extravaganza. Uh, okay. Be sure to tweet at us and let us know if that was like really fun for you or just a total disaster. Was that? Yeah. Let me let us know if that was stressful for you because we never want you to be stressed out by stuff. We just wanted to share more stuff that we love with you. We don't always. We wanted to stuff as much love as we could. We wanted to stuff you with love. <laughs> uh, we don't always mention this, but of course, the reason we talk about stuff that we're loving is because, of course, there's stuffs in the world that maybe you're not loving. But if you think about the stuff you're loving, you'll see them more often. So yeah. we would love to hear about things that you are loving. Oh, actually, we don't want to know about things you're loving. We want to know about stuff you're loving. <laughs> stuff that you're loving. Stuff that you're loving. And so please. Uh, and things. Stuffs and things. Are they the things same? Things and stuffs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Email us in at sameteamyall at gmail.com. Hate I feel Eric. like we need to take a break, right? Well, no break for you. <laughs> we have to talk about tales from the library. Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources. <laughs> Okay. Um, who won? I won, so I went first for the lightning round. Yes. Do you want to go first for the tails? Sure, unless we should do another. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll just go. Terrible idea. <laughs> um, so uh, we have these self-checkout machines at our library. I've heard of them. And um, <clears throat> sometimes you'll go to use them and you'll, you'll, you know, by no fault of your own, there'll be an error. And unfortunately, when there's an error, uh, it doesn't just pop up with like, there's been an error. Go see someone at the desk. It says, this item does not exist. That's that's the message Which that comes it, up. It probably could say something better. Like you, it, it should say something like when you scan it, the message should pop up and say you scan the wrong barcode. Right. Because usually the error is that there's there's two barcodes on the book. There's the barcode that comes on the book. That, like if you buy it at a store. Yeah, that you scan if you purchased it. And then there's a barcode that we put on it, which is what you scan when you want to check it out. And usually people, they, yeah, they scan the wrong one and that's okay. And sometimes that barcode, like our barcode, is like hidden. Like sometimes it's not on the front. And sometimes, if it's not on the back, it's, like, actually in the book somewhere. And something, honestly, sometimes the scanner is just kind of persnickety. It doesn't get, like, all yeah. of the numbers. It gets, like, half of the numbers. There's any number of things that could go wrong during the self-checkout process. But the error that pops up, the message that pops up is this item does not exist, which is, like, a really weird thing for it to say. Do I exist? <laughs> well. What does existence mean? Well. <laughs> it could lead you down like yeah. a path of, to an existential crisis. And a lady came up to the desk the other day, and I don't know what kind of mood I was in. I was in like a really funky mood. And this lady came up to the desk, and I was there, and she said, Oh, um, it says that this item doesn't exist. And I said, Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe we don't exist. Yeah. 
Yes. Have you thought about that? And she said, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so good. And she said, can I just check it out with you? And I said, sure. <laughs> she didn't want to have an existential crisis I'm gonna with guess. me. I'm going to guess that it was like 4.55 when <laughs> you're like five minutes to checking out. And you're like, well, I got to get going. She did not want to have like a talk about how we could possibly be living in a computer simulation. Um so that's my tale from the library. <laughs> she didn't want to talk about like maybe all reality is just, you know, a construct. <laughs> What's your tale, sir? Um, my tale, I guess, is kind of similar to yours. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> maybe. I'm looking. So I'm always swimming in tales. I'm looking at my tales and I think I got the one I want to do. Um, we've, I think we've talked about. Um, our buddy David Lynch, yes, co-creator of the TV show Twin Peaks, indeed, as well as many other films, other fine things, and he he he, I, I gave you a book for your birthday where he talked about meditating and and touching the unified field, whatever whatever that really means, right? <laughs> and I like to interpret the unified field as like that that thing that maybe binds all living things together. Um, I know what library tale are you talking about? Um, I'm really excited to see where do you, this is going. Do you know going. where this is going? No, I have no, no okay. idea. So the, I know, uh, at the library recently, we've just wrapped up summer reading, which by the way, Indeed. give me that. Boom. If any libraries are listen, uh, librarians are listening, you know, summer reading can be a very exciting and sometimes very stressful time because we do a lot of things over the summer to, uh, make up for the kiddos being out of school so we can grab them and, uh. And uh, stuff their heads full of knowledge in a consensual way. And we, um, one of the things we did during the summer is have a lot of professional performers that were all musicians. Because this, yes. this theme for summer reading was libraries rock, as in yes. like rock and roll. And one of the professional performers we had was a very nice man named Luis Gray and the percussion band. Where uh, he came in with a few other people. They had a lot of uh, really interesting instruments set up, all percussion instruments. I think a lot of them were, and I'm not very familiar with instruments at all, but you described them as coming like from Africa, like kind of African uh, drums and wooden xylophones and special Congo drums. And I don't know what they are called, but those big jugs with beads on them that you shake Mm -hmm. and maracas and stuff from all over. Well, he came and... You know how sometimes you have a performer and they kind of like, they're like talking to the kids and they're like, let me teach you about stuff and then we're going to do some music Mm -hmm. or let's talk about a story and then we'll do some music. Well, Mr. Louis Gray was interested in only one thing and it was playing percussion music. (laughs) Like he, he sets up and he set up amazing. And by the way, he came like an hour early so that they can play and listen to the acoustics and then make tweaks on all their instruments. He was the very real deal. But I feel that he was a man who wanted to be paid to do his passion. I didn't really care if it involved children or otherwise, which is fine. He shows up, starts playing and he starts playing. And I wish I had an example of this, a very rhythmic kind of like music where there's like, he's got like five sticks in his hands playing the xylophone and the guy next to him is doing a drum and they're like playing off each other in a way that I don't know how much is like notes on a page and how much is them just jazzing, like, like, making it up, yeah. right? Well, he's playing, and everyone's like, you listeners are like, what does that have to do with the Unified Field? Well, I'm getting there. He's playing, and he ends up giving us all instruments. We actually have a small group, so almost every every child and parent could have their own instrument, or at least every family could have their own, where he gave out uh, conga drums, 
uh, maracas that you can shake and those big jugs with the beans on them. So everyone had them. And it was such an interesting program because there was really no rhyme or reason to it. He would just play and he would encourage us to play with him. Sometimes he would beat Sometimes he would hit a rhythm and we would, and he would like point at us to like do his rhythm, uh-huh. like a call and response. Sometimes he would just play, and we would play. So what happened is that we ended up playing, and sometimes we're playing the same kind of beat he is. Sometimes we're playing our own beat. Sometimes we're riffing in the middle. And what happened too is like when I'm done with the drum, or the kid next to me handed me his maracas and I handed him the drum, and then people were passing instruments back and forth. <laughs> anyway. I look, and the guy, Luis Gray, stands up and goes, shh, 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 and all the music kind of stops. We all stop playing. He says, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. And he's a, he has a thick, like, Latin American accent. Okay. You know, but he, he's a very nice man. So we all listen, shh, 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 and he, he walks around the xylophone, and it's now silent. And it's been playing music. I look at my watch, and I realize it's been, like, like 35 minutes of us playing straight. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and Tess... And, and some listeners know that I am learning and I, I'm on the journey of kind of getting deeper into like what does meditation mean? Mm-hmm. And not just like sitting on a pillow, but also doing something that's meditative. And I always use the example of my wife Amanda loves to roll coins. Mm-hmm. And he the oh, same reason. Okay. She's counting the coins. She's rolling the coins now. Not thinking about tomorrow. Not thinking of now. You know, because if you're super distracted when you're rolling coins, you're going to make a mistake. Right. right. So I think for her, rolling coins is a meditative practice. And I think you mentioned this is a while ago, like. Was it like folding your your dress? Ironing. Ironing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I find that a way to tell us, if you're like, did I just enter a meditative state? Is if you feel that less time passed than actually happened, you probably did slip into it. Like if I was to guess, I would have thought we were playing the drums for five minutes, not 35 minutes. You know what I mean? So he sits down and he goes, he goes, he goes, listen, it's dead silent. And we're all like hanging on his words (laughs) because... Because why not, right? We're listening. And he goes, listen, listen. He goes, you've all been communicating. We're all like, oh, okay. And he goes, not English. He goes, not Spanish. Not Korean. Music. You've been speaking the language of music. And me and Josie. So Josie was the other librarian there. We kind of are on the same wavelength as far as, far as like mindfulness practice. And we're both like, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, listen, listen. He goes, he goes, and he says something. Oh, he goes, he goes, you've been communicating through the language of music. He goes, language of music doesn't lie. He goes, it's not cruel. It doesn't hurt. It just is. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And then do you know what he did? What did he do? He started playing the drums. And then for 35 more minutes, <laughs> that's, that's that was literally, I think he, he talked about, there was this one drum he had. That And I feel bad because some of what he said about this drum, I didn't pick up because of his accent, but it was is a special drum that used magnets that was not for children. That's all I got. (laughs) And then he went back to playing and that was the performance. But what I'm saying is like when that was done, Josie and I went up to him because you know how you talk to the performer like when you're all done, help him break the stuff down and and chat with him. And I'm like hanging on his words, you know, and he's... Like you, if he, you, like, you would join his cult. I was just about to say, like, if he had told me, like, by the way, if you want to join the church of Louis Garay, um, would you like to? Because I was Oregon. hanging on every word, and I'll t- I, I am not lying to you. So we were done. We were done wrapping up all his programs, and 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 we didn't have a huge turnout. Like everyone had instruments, but everyone enjoyed themselves. I think. And I, there was even a moment, like when we were all done. <laughs> it's crazy. I looked at the mom next to me, like some mom I never met before, and we're just like sweating. Like, we are drenched. Like, you know how, like, like I don't, for <laughs> listeners, I, I am a bald man. But you know how if you've got hair and your hair is yes. kind of, like, up and done? And then when you're sweat, it's just, like, 
flat. Like yeah. her sweat, her hair is just plastered to her face. And we're both like out of breath because we've been playing the drums for like 30 minutes. And we just stare at each other and we just have this moment like, like, well, this is, I was, I was going to, so this is a family friendly cast, but did we just, <laughs> <laughs> like we just look at each other, like we just shared a special moment between mommy and daddy. Like that's what it felt like. Like we just looked at each other like, what just happened here? And I am not lying to you. We were all done with Louise Gray. We put all this stuff away and we said goodbye. Thank you so much. And I went back to the library and you know what I did? I swear to God. I did a search on local drum circles in our area <laughs> to try to get back to, which, oh, long circle, I think we touched the unified field is yeah. what I'm saying. Did you find a drum circle? Well, okay, I did, but they're not really in our areas. Oh. There's like some that meet at some local churches. That, that means you need to start your own. Well, Tess, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. I know. And and I was like, maybe I need... But here's the deal. I've got a really nice drum. You like do. A, you know? In fact, I think Larissa Gray should have put in... We should have put in the promotion, bring your own drum. Because you didn't need his. You could have brought anything. There was no... There was... This is, I know people are listening. like, what is this guy? There was no <laughs> right or wrong with what you beat on the drums. Right. Right? And you know how, let's say we're all sitting around, we're all watching someone... And, and let's say we're all sitting in a crowd and someone hands you a drum and they're like, play the drum. You're going to be nervous, right? Like, okay, yeah. okay. And you may do it as a joke or whatever. But there was no – it's so crazy. No judgment. We're sharing instruments. You were in there the was no, no judging zone. He no judging. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, was, is my time up? No. <laughs> and it was just – And room. I know this probably sounds crazy, but it was – it was incredible. It really was incredible. And luckily, J- Josie, my, my very good friend and fellow librarian, like we were both of the same mind. Like what – what just happened here, you know? And um, I don't know. It was another example of of like slipping into a meditative state. And I think I mentioned this before on the cast is when I ran my marathon, um, I ran because I'm not a fast runner and I ran for literally seven hours to finish the 26.2 miles. And if you had asked me how long I ran, I would have said probably a mi- uh, an hour, you know. Oh, did you uh, slip into I all? slipped somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, And I, I remember all the events of the run. Like, I remember going there and then and looping back. Like, there were four loops. And I remember all those. But if you had asked me, I mean, seven hours is a work day. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. I would not have thought, like, next time you guys start work <laughs> at nine or whatever, think about me running until four o'clock. I can't picture that. I don't feel like I did that, but I know I did. It's crazy. So anyway, uh, that's my tale. Nice. <laughs> hey, yeah. Eric. Yeah. I think we both learned life lessons oh. over the past two fortnights. Tess, I'm always learning life lessons. <laughs> Let's talk about them. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Tess, can, can you be honest with me? Do I sound like a crazy person? <laughs> I don't think you sound like a crazy person. Some people Some might, might think yeah, you yeah. sound like a crazy person. And that's okay, though. Yeah, it's Crazy totally is a matter okay. of perspective, right? Some people would say it's crazy that we work all day to earn pieces of paper, but we do. True. Truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped it, brother. Oh, now we actually don't even earn paper. We just earn zeros and ones, right? You no, know, I was watching that Wild Country um, documentary. You want to join that cult with me? No, but like seriously, I was watching it and I was like, I was like, oh man, this is a cult. This is scary. And and then I was like, well, wait, these people are just following this guy. And I was like, how is that any different than 
like people who follow Jesus. Sure, yeah. It's just, I mean, literally, if you break it down, it's just people following a guy. What it is, they believe in them, right? Yeah. And as outsiders, it's easy to say, like, no, that's not that's not right. That's not wrong. You know, what? I, that's not what I agree with. But you're right. That's you know? what, not to say that, you should poison a whole village, but right. it's the same idea. They believe that's why in someone. the documentary was really well done because it really goes back and forth and shows both that's sides. That's really of cool. The that's the. Uh, that's why I liked um, Jack Ryan because I really was worried it would be like, and I, you know, uh, I was really thought it would be like a one side kind of view. Like let's get in there and and shoot up some people we think are bad. And there, there is some of that's going on. Like, they're depicting that, but they really, as far as the narrative, they show everyone as their own human being, which is also incredible. Handsome you know? Jim Halpert God. and his beard. Well, I'll tell you right now, Jim Halpert, <laughs> well, yeah, well, he has a beard in A Quiet Place. He doesn't have one oh, in Jack boo, Ryan. Do you like beard, beard Jack yeah. Halpert? Well, is Jim Halpert, he, Jack Halpert. I like everyone with a beard. I kept waiting for Steve Carell to show up in Jack Ryan. <laughs> Like if as it, his like Jim. Well, what if Jim Halpert? Think about it. Like left Dunder Mifflin oh and gosh, then became, became Jack Ryan. Became an analyst. I don't know, right? <laughs> That's great. Anyway, he is a good looking man. Is what I'm saying. Uh, do you want your lesson to be first or mine? Let's do, how about we'll do yours. Mine is gonna go crazy. <laughs> mine is gonna okay. You're so I was, crazy? I was, Imagine well, that. well, not, mine's going to go, I don't know, I don't want to use the word crazy. Like, what's the word? Like, it's not a. It's nonlinear? So I was running the other day. Okay. I'm just going to run, I'm just going to go right into it. I was go, running the other day. It. I was running the other morning. I love running first thing in the morning and I prefer running when the sun is not up. So either before the sun is up or after the sun is down. And when I'm running, you know, you're thinking about all kinds of stuff. And this is just a short run, just three miles. I'm trying to. By the way, remember how I said I was retired from running yeah, after my marathon? You lied. I call the, call up the County Times. <laughs> We're having a press conference. I'm out of retirement, uh, but it's amazing how fast you lose it. Like I ran a marathon in April, and now I'm lucky if I can run two miles straight. Like you got to build it back up again. But that that's besides the point. Anyway, I was running, and I had like this moment, and I don't know what made me think about it. And I was thinking about maybe this exists, and maybe I'm. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to go into it. I think there's like three levels of like your perception of other people's feelings, right? Because on this cast, we're always talking about it's okay for someone to like something and you not like it. Or it's okay for something to exist and you not like it and you don't need to personally attack someone about it. Or if someone disagrees with you or you have two different opinions, even if it's something that's very... Um, people are very passionate about like topics like immigration or, or equal rights for different groups. Um, even if someone says something that you completely disagree with, you can still be kind to them mm -hmm. and disagree. I don't agree with you. That's it, you know. And um, I was thinking about these three levels. So level one, I like it. Or how about this? I have my opinion and you are wrong, right? Okay. Such as if I was to take a current example, uh, Last Jedi. I don't like it, everyone else is wrong, or I don't like it and everyone else isn't a real fan, or I don't like it because this ruined my childhood. Uh, my opinion and everyone else is wrong. Uh, the next level... That's level one. That's level one. Or I guess, let's work our way down. Like, I like to think you're going deeper into yourself. So let's go with level three. That's level three, the most superficial. level three, okay. Level two, um, I have my opinion, and you have a different opinion, and that's okay, right? I don't agree with you. Let's use Jar Jar. I don't like Jar Jar Binks. You do like Jar Jar Binks, and that's okay, right? That's, I think, that's, and if, I think we move between 
all these, and I'll get to the third one in a little bit. I think we move between these levels naturally. Sometimes I find if I'm having a really tough day, I, I'll probably stick in that. No, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. We all fall into that sometimes, right? Yeah. We're all it's, human. You get filled with that righteous anger, right? Yeah. Like, I'm so right, and I'm you're so wrong. Especially if it's something that you're really passionate about. And, yeah, and it, it's even something, if you're passionate about it, or something that a lot of people agree with you, that just, a lot of people can agree that the, 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 the moon is square. That doesn't mean that's right, right? And then, so the third level, level one, deep down inside of you, is I like that you like that thing. Even if I don't. So not necessarily I have my opinion and you have yours. So I think I think we try to kind of float around in level two. As in like, I like Jar Jar Binks and you don't like Jar Jar Binks. That's okay. Mm-hmm. If I was to keep using Jar Jar Binks, I appreciate that you don't like him. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if I was to use another example, I'm trying to think of something. Um, um, well, Captain Marvel I would really love. I'm trying to think of some, Twilight, for example. Okay. I'm not into Twilight. Mm-hmm. But the fact that some people do like it, mm-hmm. I like it because of that, if that makes sense. Gotcha. You know, like that level of almost like your understanding of it isn't the point, right? You know, and I think we kind of float between these three things. If I was to use the example of being a parent, I wake up first thing in the morning, I'm exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. I'm with my daughter because first thing we do is put her on the potty. First thing I'm thinking is, I'm not thinking, oh, here's my daughter on the potty. And I'm not, to be honest, this is the zone of no judging. I'm not thinking, boy, she's probably tired too, right? I'm thinking, I'm so tired. What else am I thinking? I've got work later today, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking, I've got this, I've got that, and I'm sitting here with Freya. And if I was to go to the next level, then I can understand why I've got work and Freya's probably tired, right? And then if I go down one more deeper, I don't even think about me having work. I think about her being tired or why she's happy, you know? I don't know if that's a life lesson. You know what I mean? It's just this weird epiphany I had when I was I was running the other day. And I was like, I think those are the levels. Not that any level's right or wrong. They're just, I think, different levels of perception. One, the, the first one is you, you're absolute, right? My opinion is all that matters. Second one is that both opinions are valid. And that third pin, that third one is opinions are obsolete. You know what I mean? It's all, the, it's the feeling that matters. Crazy? No, I don't like, think it's yeah, great, no, right? okay. I know I get like into these deep things. Have I talked to you about adult playgrounds? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me talk to you about some adult playgrounds, and I'll go down a rabbit hole with you. Um, anyway, yeah. listeners, if that didn't make any sense at all, I apologize. Uh, but that was my life lesson. Uh, take it for what it is. I love when you do the life lessons because... I, I think about them for days and days do afterward. You really? I do, I do, because I'm like, what did he mean by all that? And I was like, I'm like, Eric is so wise. How did he you, even come do, up with you that? You do stuff? not think I about do. that, do you? I literally do. I do. And sometimes I don't get them at first, and then I'll like, like a week later, I'll be like, oh, I got it. <laughs> I, I think, it, and this isn't a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. Like I'm really like always thinking about like. And maybe this is not – yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm always thinking about, like, how I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the idea of uh, – I don't know. Like, the, the idea – and I'm always – I see – and this is part of the reason why we have the cast because of, like, uh, like the just using the mass, the internet, right? We say this is very reactive, right? The idea that, like, I didn't like this one thing, so now I need to tell everyone that I didn't like it, right? right. That's clearly level one. I didn't like it, and everyone needs to hear why I didn't like it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we, I think we hover around that second level where we're really like, well, I liked it. 
And that's okay that you didn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that net, that third level, it doesn't even matter what you like or not like, right? It's right. just that you, if someone, it's almost like if someone liked, I don't know, something that's not even on our, our radar, like I appreciate that it exists because someone else enjoyed it, regardless of what it is, you know? And I'm just using the example of like, but you can still use these levels as like a, uh, like your world. Like if I was, I'm at work level level the the one where I'm, I like it and everyone else is wrong is I'm at work look at all the things I've got to do and this staff member or this patron is coming up to me and I'm viewing them as a thing I need to take care of look at what's on my to-do list the next one is I'm at the desk I've got work to do and there's a patron coming up and I acknowledge that they're looking for a book and I'm going to help them they've got their own thing the third one is I don't even think about being at work I'm just thinking about the other person you know and some people, I think some people would be like, well, shouldn't you look after yourself? Of course you should. But nine times out of ten, a tiger's not chasing us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, we're not in the path of the, the bus. There's a bus coming. Get out of the way. Don't think about what that bus is. You know what I mean? But most of the time, and this is going to sound crazy, it doesn't matter. You know? And I, I know that, oh, one of the, I forgot about it. There's a, I'm swimming and stuff. There's a stuff that I'm loving. But I had mentioned before, like, the Secular Buddhism podcast uh-huh. Noah Rochetta he he wrote a book called um shoot I wrote it down here um no nonsense Buddhism and it's basically a nice kind of like a Q&A kind of introduction as, as to what it is and I'm no one's out to convert anyone but I've just been interested myself reading about it and a lot of it is like going for non-self like not that you don't matter but you're fine I've got food I've got blood in my in my veins I've got air in my lungs, all the stuff that's bothered me throughout the day. And I'll be honest, today I had a tough day. I was setting up for Lexicon and it's tough being the boss, you know, the coordinator, especially when you're the boss and you're kind of dealing with people that don't want to be the boss, but also don't want to agree with the boss. (laughs) It can be a very stressful situation. I think everyone's coming from a good place, but you have, (laughs) I'm so, tell me if you want to stop me, but I mean, there's this idea in Buddhism of two arrows. Have I talked about the two arrows before? I don't know. The first arrow is something happens. So this particular instance of me saying, I'm everyone agreed I'm the coordinator, right? Yeah. And not that I, I don't have an ego about being the boss, but if everyone says I'm the coordinator, then I should be the guy, right? Yeah. Even if I don't want to be. And you know I don't want to be. I've been trying to get someone else to be it. But if I'm not the coordinator, um, Lexicon or Library Comic Con might not exist. So I am. And in this particular instance, I made a decision and then someone, not that they disagreed with me, but they just like disregarded it. And that first arrow was how I felt, right? Like I feel frustrated and I feel dumb and I feel angry because why did everyone elect me the boss if I don't get to be the boss? Not that it matters, but like what's going on here? What is my role here? That second arrow is me still thinking about it. You can't change how you I know I get into these like deep things you cannot change how you react to things if you put your hand on the stove it will burn and it will hurt if someone walks up to your face and says you are a stupid moron that will hurt that hurt me just saying that out loud but you can affect if you get that second arrow or not if you still think about it if you realize that the feeling you're feeling because of those words being said to you that wasn't you putting your hand on the stove that was something in your head telling you what they said is hurting you, you can avoid that second arrow. Now, thinking it is entirely different from actually doing it. How do you do it, right? This Mm -hmm. is people spend their whole lives, right? But it's possible. Once you realize, like, you go on, it's so interesting, you go on the internet, and the internet, not just the internet, but just people in general, I use the internet as an example, creates its own reality, right? Um, 
Batman vs. Superman is a bad movie, right? Um, this person's a terrible politician. This person's doing this. This whole um, don't move to this city because the city's filled with crime, right? None of these are true. Not absolutes at all. They're just opinions. All it is is a bunch of opinions floating around. And if you look at it and you really take a moment and you realize all I'm looking at when I look at the computer or I look at the news or I look over here, there are some facts peppered in there because I'm not denying that facts don't exist. But I would say 90% of it is opinions. And guess what we have? We all have opinions. And my opinion is as valid as that person's, which is as valid as that person's, which is that valid as that person. And when I tell someone, if I look at someone, I go, you are stupid. You know what I didn't do? I didn't make them stupid. They are still whatever they are before I gave them my opinion. Same thing as me. And it's that weird moment when you realize that those don't matter. I went down the rabbit hole, didn't I? <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole. Anyway, that's my life lesson. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tess. That was good. I like that. Okay. Uh, what's your life lesson? Um, Eric, picture in your mind a sorority, the person who is the president of their sorority. I'm picturing them right now. Okay. A sorority girl. All right. And now, picture... Someone who um, spends years of their life uh, in the AmeriCorps um, planting community gardens and responding to natural disasters and um, helping people. Someone who's, like, given their life to Mm -hmm. help other people's lives. Yeah. 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 All right. What if I told you that those were the same person. You might not be surprised, but I was a little surprised. Well, I think people have their idea of like what a sorority girl is, right? Right. Yeah. And I think. I met a woman. Um, I went to, I was sent to a management training seminar because I'm going to be a manager soon. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you for the snaps. Um, and the management training, I learned a lot of lessons at the management training. Most of them were practical lessons, but I also learned a life lesson. And that was that I ended up seated next to this woman. Um, her name was Nicole. Nicole, she might be listening. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I don't gonna... think, I don't think Nicole would think you're crazy. I think Nicole would think you're cool. And she's a really cool person. And she did not need to, to teach me a life lesson. She was just is a really cool person. But I happened to learn a life lesson from her because Nicole. I have I happened to spend like a whole two days with her. And over the course of time, I learned she had this really interesting life of where she um, had spent many years um, uh, in the AmeriCorps, like I said, uh, planting community gardens and responding to natural disasters and helping people. And um, and she currently works uh, for a nonprofit where she delivers food to sick people. Like, that's her current job. And, um, and then I heard that she was the president of her sorority. And I immediately went back to this, like, dark place of when I was in college. And I had this, like, stereotype of sorority girls. And it's it, I, it's not a positive stereotype, the, the one that was in my head. Because at my college, the sorority girls were known for being, like, drunk party girls. And they were also additionally known for, like, not having real friendships because how real can your friendship be if you have to pay to be in a sorority? 
Um, Like, are you paying to have friends at that point? Um, That was the stereotype of them. And, And here I'm, like, sitting next to this really cool person who has done all of these really awesome things in her life and is, like, genuinely legitimate, like, a very good human being. Like, That's incredible. I, you cannot be a good human being and, like, do the things that this person has done. And also, she's an architect. Like, she... That was her... That was her degree in school. Like, she gave up the, like, high-powered lifestyle of an architect to, like, work in a nonprofit. You can't, like, deliver food to sick people maliciously. No. There's, like, no way. I don't think there's a way you can do, like, all the things you're describing her as doing. And be, like, a a malevolent, drunk party. I don't think so. Like, like, I don't think there's, like, a rising up... Rising up the ranks of a nonprofit, right? No. Because even at the top, right? I think... not an expert. I don't know. But it sounds I mean, like she's a real cool person. Maybe it exists somewhere. But is she, you she think is, she's listening? You think she, she could ta- be. Did you mention the cast of her? I did. I mean, we were like talking about, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, I'm probably going to record a podcast with my friend. And she was like, what is your podcast about? And I told her. And she was like, that sounds amazing. Did she say that? Yeah. And oh, I gave so her nice. our business card. And she was like, I love rainbows. And she, We do too. Yeah. And uh, so she was a really cool person. She may or may not be listening. I know. You know what? If you're listening to our podcast, anybody who's listening, thank you for giving your time. You can do literally anything I've with been, your time. I've been saying this at the end of, like, when we do our story times. Like, thank you to all the parents. Like, you could literally decide to stay home. It would be a heck of a lot easier than getting your kids to the library. But you've decided to spend your time coming here. And thank you so much for listening, guys. And we hope that you get some value out of our podcast. Yeah. But, man, what a life lesson to learn that people are not one dimension of their personality. They are multi-dimensional people. Everybody all the time. Let's say someone cuts you off in traffic. All you know about that person is they cut you off in traffic. And so it's easy to be like, well, the person who cut me off, the one thing I know about them is, is that they... Yeah, they got in front of me and they're... That's the one thing I know about them. But that person has a parent. We all do, even if they're not still with us, right? They have a parent. They all have uh, fears and loves and desires and I don't know. It's I, when is, someone cuts me off in traffic, I always think to myself, "Gosh, I really hope that person got to the place that they needed to be." This is yeah, exactly. Because well, clearly they were in a hurry. Yeah, and either either they cut you off because they're just rushing to work, or maybe they cut you off because it's something important. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And I, we Tess and I actually had recorded an episode. And it didn't work. I had mentioned tech issues uh, in our clip episode, like our previous episode. So and it, it didn't work, but I had cried like three times because I was talking about our daughter, my daughter Freya. And I'm going to mention her again. Whenever I'm dealing with someone, this is in, this is insane, but maybe it's not insane. But whenever I'm dealing with someone, I'm having a difficult time with them. And it happens. Coworkers, even a family member, uh, a patron, uh, anyone, a random person. And earlier today, I mentioned I had a, a difficult time with a staff member because of my thing when we're setting up Lexicon, am I the boss? I always think to myself, and this is like, I think that this person has someone, their parents, right? At least their parents. And even if their parents aren't around anymore, they were around when they were born, that loves them as much as I love Freya. And that is insane to think about, you know? Like, I cannot, I cannot even... I can't even put into, and this is this. This probably sounds crazy to some people. I can't even put into words the feelings I feel when I look at Freya. Like I feel like I've looked at, I've looked at something that isn't supposed to exist. Like it's something so perfect and so pristine. 
that shouldn't, I know, give me those tissues, so perfect and so pristine, it has no right to exist in this world. And someone, this person I'm having a hard time, their parents feel the same exact way about them, you know? It's insane. It's crazy. And there's no, that's like the fastest way to be like, well, this person's not so bad, right? You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. And I, I know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this is, did this turn into an intense episode? I What's know. going on? We started off with lightning. Maybe we now should. Now you're crying. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Maybe we should have a positivity party. We should do it. <laughs> Do you want to do the thing? What thing? What thing well, are we doing? Welcome to the positivity party. Oh, okay. Welcome to the positivity party. This is where me and Eric... I never do the thing. This is where yeah, me I know. and Eric, we talk about things that we're grateful for, and we also say things that we like about ourselves. You've got it. And we dance. Dance with me, Eric. Woo! Oh, 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 man. <laughs> I'm dancing. Uh, what's something that you are thankful for, Miss Tess? Lightning oh. round. Oh, I'm thankful for you, Mr. Eric. You're Thank such a you. good friend. And you come over to my house and you record this podcast with me. And um, you're non judgmental of how I always have dirty dishes in my sink. I just. <laughs> I, always, I appreciate that. About I have headcanon that those dishes came with the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then just out of like a principle, you will never get rid of them. Like they're a permanent fixture. It's no judging, and I appreciate you saying you're thankful for me and that you're still enjoying the cast. Test. Of course. I always check in just to make sure you're still enjoying it. What are you? What's something you're grateful for? <laughs> well, I wrote this down, so I'm sticking to it. I'm grateful for uh, Valvoline. Are you familiar with Val- <laughs> Valvoline, the uh, mechanic yes, auto service? I am. I am familiar with Because I get very nervous when it deals with car stuff because I am. I don't know a lot about how my car works, and it's something that I think. Society says typically men should know how cars work, and I don't. So it's something when I go into car dealerships or mechanics, I feel very sensitive to the fact that I don't know how these things work. When I go to Valvoline and I ask for help, they are able to help me out, and I never get the feeling that I'm dumb because I don't know. I never get the feeling that I should have known the whole time. They're top-notch professionals, and they are incredible. And I'm being honest. like I've gone to auto zones before, and some guys, uh, a woman walks in, and they jump all over to help her out. I walk in, they assume I know what I'm doing. When I ask for help, they're like, not very helpful is what I'm saying. So I'm very thankful for Valvoline. (laughs) (laughs) Hey listeners, why don't you take this moment to say something that you're grateful for. Hey Tess, what's something you love about yourself? Um, I love that I am happy for other people. Yes. Yeah, whenever Brett and I watch The Price is Right, I'm always like really excited for people to win on the show and always like sad if they don't win. And Brett thinks it's really funny because he's like, you don't even know that person. And I'm like, yeah, but it, like they won something. That's so exciting. And I think that's like a special trait to like be able to be happy for other people. We talked about this about <laughs> when we watch like Fell Army and people fall on their heads. We're like, oh my goodness, I hope they're okay. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, true. Did that guy just die? Another like, I thing I think not. about when people fall or, or hurt themselves in these public settings is I go, man, they must be so embarrassed, you know? And I feel, I feel for them because I know what I would feel like if I was in that spot. Well, that's something good to love about yourself. <laughs> I love that about you too, Tess. What's something you love about yourself, Eric? Um, I've got big dreams. And I mention that because uh, if we haven't 
said it before in this cast. I think we've mentioned it every once in a while as our library system does its uh, its own library comic con um, for the St. Mary's County Library System. And um, I'm the main coordinator, and uh, it's a big job, um, but it is a lot of fun, and I think it does a lot of good in the community because the main reason we do it is because I'm always thinking about the why. Why do we do it? We do it because in the area where we have the Comic-Con, there's probably a lot of families that can't make it to actual Comic-Cons. You hear about Comic-Cons on the radio, you hear about them around, you can't go to them, but at least we can uh, uh, create a Comic-Con-like experience for them. And that came from a little dream that, well, we had. It wasn't just me, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of hard work, but I did it. That's That's something I love about myself. Hey, listeners, why don't you take a moment and say something you like about yourself? Very nice. I like that about you, too. And I'm happy for you. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Eric. My name is Pat. You've been listening to episode number... 38. 38 Woo! of Same Team, y'all. If you would like to email in with your own lightning round, things, stuff that you're loving, <laughs> uh, you can email us at... SameTeamYall at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, where would they do that at, Miss Steph? At SameTeamYall. Yeah, we're always tweeting things out, and uh, it's always a lot of fun. Whew. Ooh, this was an episode, wasn't it? Wasn't, it wasn't. It was an episode. I think I'm going to go back and listen to tapes. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to recognize myself during the life lesson rant. I'm going to be like, what just happened? <laughs> Maybe I entered a meditative state. <laughs> Maybe then. you did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, uh, as always, be the change you wish to see in this world. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Spoken for so you can move along. Get that scantily clad butt out of my face. I'm in love with a girl named Amanda so much. Skin is on fire every time that we touch. It is. I. This is the stupidest story. I was sleeping, and I woke up, and in my in my dreams, I was a country star, and I. I sh- you not Tess? I got up and walked to the mic, and just sang an entire country song. <laughs> I think it's on that album. I think it's on the album, and uh uh. And anyway, that's the end of that story, I guess. How did the levels look? Levels, levels, levels. Oh, that's levels, why I was singing. Levels, actually. levels, levels, levels.